Initializing recap. As you turn around, you see the crowd all pushing to one side as this black limo is driving through the streets towards you. A man in a very well-tailored red suit gets out. My boss would like to speak with you. And who is your boss? I work for Jenny Harmonics. There is a woman sitting sprawled out on this red velvet couch. I have a job for you. Voltaire is the man currently sitting upon the seat. He's the big boss. He has offered me a incredible sum of money to break my contract here and perform at his club. Cassie was my opening act. And then she got an offer from Voltaire to start performing at his place. And I haven't seen or heard from her since. And I would like for you to investigate what's happened to her and whether or not I should take this deal. She reaches down and presses on the center of hers and your bands flash for a second. Well, you've just moved up a level, boys. You're now able to go to the drip. Any contacts in the drip that we can trust? There's a man named Michael Malibu. Do you know Vale? He's kind of doing a number on the dome right now. As far as I can tell, there have been some rumors of him really giving it to Contra Dynamics. And the denizens of the drip are dressed in sort of this increasingly more and more outrageous outfits. And this non-stop dance of one-upmanship takes a almost violent approach to the fact that it looks like people are doing it maliciously. And as you guys enter, there is something on the dance floor just backhanding people. And it is this large vending machine. And it looks at the three of you and it says, would you care for a refreshment? Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wiccan. Boys, I've got two questions, just two of them. Okay. Uh, are, yeah. Are you ready to rock? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, more importantly, are you ready to roll? Hmm. I wasn't ready for that one. Can we Give do me that a again? Second. Well, yeah, just boys, the top. do we all yeah. need to be ready to roll? You do, because you're going to all have to roll me initiative right now, please. Oh, yes. Get suck it, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, guys, we're going to defeat Dane. He is the final boss. Yeah, I'm not even going for this for this vending machine. I'm coming straight for you, motherfucker. Oh my god! Good news, boys. I'm a millennial. I've been defeated for years. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Correct. Yeah. All right, Cody. What'd you get? I got a 25. Damn. Okay. Ooh. Merrick. Uh 16. Okay. Duran. 22. Uh, quick question before we proceed. Is this the same day where I almost got murdered? No. You guys okay. rested after you uh, were hired by Jenny. 
Sweet, sweet. Okay, that that clarifies a few things. So yes, you guys have entered into um, the contact that Jenny Harmonics, who has hired you to find her friend Cassie Klaas, and look into Voltaire in a general sense, the man who runs Surth currently. And as you're approaching um, her contact, Michael Malibu, in his bar Mission to Malibu, you guys were assaulted by a what seems to be a large vending machine going absolutely buck wild on the dance floor. Cody, you are the first to react. Okay. Are people losing their shit? Um, it seems like there wasn't a whole lot of people in here to begin with, but the people that were here have either been yeeted uh, away at, from this thing hitting them or mm-hmm. have either run out or are now hiding. Okay. So it is clear that this isn't just some kind of performance. It is, in fact, an issue. Because Cody yes. sometimes will crash a car during a pose-off and, you know... No, it, it seems like because it did launch a barrage of sodas that nearly hit you uh, okay. as you walked in, and it seems to be quite aggressive. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, Guys, we could, so ju- we could just leave. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah, we come back in 20 minutes. This will probably be good, right? <laughs> After the situation's handled. Yeah, like no one knows we're here yet. He kind of looks at Merrick and Duran. He's like, Sm- smash this thing? Smash this thing. Uh, he's gonna charge up and try to just like knock it down in one punch. Okay. He's going to take his reaction as an attack of opportunity as you close the distance. Or acrobatics through it. Okay, you can try that. Let's do it. That's a nat 20. Okay, well then tell me what this looks like. As this vending machine turns to you, um, it's got these sort of like, you know those almost like air conditioner duct like retractable pipe tube things? It's got arms that look like that, and mm-hmm. it reaches out with these two, like, claw hands, two sort of, like, picky hands, mm-hmm. and just tries to slam down on you. Uh, and I, like, jump in midair and, like, slow motion twist and turn as I go through his, his arms. Okay. Because it's a nat 20, can I end up on the other side of him? You know what? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm gonna try punch him, and I... Worry now that I've used my good rolls. <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. I assume, because that is in fact a twelve. No, that is not enough to hit this big chonky thing. But while you're at the back, give me a perception check, please. Sure. And he is, he is flat-footed too, right? He's not. No, because this wasn't a surprise. Fair. Uh, that is weirdly. I rolled it and got the exact same number, so that is a perception of eight. Um. So. That is not enough to notice anything. You can okay. see that he is a vending machine. Uh, Durin, it is your turn. Oh, good. Okay. Before I rush in, I just want to make sure that it is, it's obvious that this is a bad thing. I don't want another thing where we're punching someone's child again. All right. <laughs> when do we I asked and you said go for it. Oh, the mini mock. <laughs> oh, yeah. All but right. we made friends <laughs> through the power of punching. So give me an engineering check. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. That's. I should have my character sheet ready. You know that, Dane? That's that's what a professional would do. Uh, 23. Um, you can tell that this thing is... Um, it has, like, a very rudimentary sort of, like, AI meant to, like, interact with customers. And uh, it is going... It is, it is haywire right now. There is... Okay. It is not, like, a sentient being. It is a vending machine that seems to have had its programming uh, fucked with. 
Okay. 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 Um, all right. I'll just start. I'll start with. I'll open with my with my classic. My uh, my trick attack. So I'm gonna use a stealth to try to like sneak in. Maybe uh get on the other side. Fuck me. Uh, this is gonna be a great day, boys. Uh, eighteen stealth. Uh, not enough. No. Right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So he sees me do it. Uh, I still yes. get my attack off as I'm slowly moving through the dance floor, trying to get to a sneaky position. It looks at oh. you and says, hello, furry friend. Would you like a nice cold beverage? <laughs> no. Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell me your options. Uh, it looks like it takes a second and you can see lights scanning through the shelves. And it says, only thing I'm offering you is death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my little pistol and I got a 13. Uh, EAC? Um, EAC, yes. Not enough. Oh, bummer. What a... All right, that's uh, my, that's you my deal. You shot off at it, and you see sort of like a blue shimmer sort of absorb that uh, thing. And it says, please don't rock the machine. <laughs> and uh, it is its turn, and you're the only one in range, uh, Mr. Cody. So it's going to turn around to you. I'll and... Um, it begins sort of like shaking and vibrating and then it says dispensing as it drops a shit ton of sodas down and sprays you. Oh, it's a net 20. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Coda's going to be killed by a freaking soda pop. The vending machine's just going to fall on me. (laughs) (laughs) Does it have a warning sticker like that? Maybe roll perception checks if you get close. Fair um, it begins launching these like spraying sodas all over you. Uh, so that's gonna be two d six. As you just, just begin getting pelted with them uh, for sixteen points of damage. Damn. Um, and so you're gonna am be I being hit by the spray of the sodas or the cans of sodas. Well. Funny you mentioned that. You have to give me a reflex save, please. Oh, dear God. Okay, there we go. Nice. It's a 22. Uh, you are okay. You don't get entangled by the sticky syrups. <laughs> <laughs> Cody does not enjoy this. He just got shamed. Now he's full of soda. It is Merrick's turn. All right. So now with the soda machine, his back facing Merrick. Merrick's just going to move up, turn that little floating mode into a solarium blade, and just going to strike it across its big old back yeah cool that's gonna be a 25 to hit uh 25 does it so that's gonna be 14 points of damage um you hear it say please don't rock the machine doing so could result in death (laughs) uh cody it's your turn again oh actually Uh, give me give me a perception check please yeah no problem i'm 19 uh, with that 19, you see on the back, there's a sticker that says property of and manufactured by Contra Dynamics. Oh, fuck. Oh, great. Um, I go? Yep. I'm going to flurry or I'm going to full round attack this motherfucker because I'm pissed. That is a 20 to hit. That will do it. Hell yeah. Uh, that is 14 points of damage as I just like fucking punch it right in the glass, hopefully cracking it. And my next one is going to be an 18 to hit. Uh, that is it as well. Ooh. And that's going to be 12 points of damage as I just like fucking one to it, like dead center mass. 
angry. Um, you notice that as you're trying to punch the glass, there is like this shimmering blue field that pops up that seems to be protecting the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are doing some pretty nasty damage to it. Uh, Durin, it is your turn. All right. I want to see if I can see the customer service phone number on the uh, the machine. You'll have to get close to it. Ah, uh, yes, son of a bitch. Uh, that's more fun, though, isn't it? Okay. No, nope. all right, we'll just do... Uh, I'm just going to do my trick attack again. And, oh, shit. Sorry, I don't mean to... <laughs> my brain wants to do a million a things. <laughs> I know, I know. My brain wants to do a million things. It's a vending machine, Terry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. All right, fuck it. Um, yeah, we're just going to, like, do the trick attack, move in a little bit closer, try to stay, like, maybe about 15 feet away. Uh, and try to spot the number for potentially my next turn. My stealth. I rolled the same thing for stealth. Again, 18. Uh, nope. It turns around and says, one last chance, friend. Would you like a beverage? Yes. Unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, there we go. That's pretty decent. Uh, I got a 21 to hit EAC. Uh, Yeah, that does it. Okay, as uh, my arc pistol goes off and does four points of damage. And it's uh, electricity, right? Yes, it is. You see that does a little bit more. As uh, Merrick, you see sparks kind of start shooting out through the back of its like vents. Um, And Cody, you see things starting to get like just pushed and dispensed into the bottom. (laughs) Uh, It is its turn. And it is going to um huh i think you know it's going to take a full attack and it's going to take two attacks on both merrick and cody because you guys are right there not great merrick that's a 13 kac not gonna do it i didn't think so (laughs) you're critting me again (laughs) come on dude dang that has to be illegal oh boy um, this thing does not like me. It's like kind of like lazily throws one of its arms back towards Merrick and like trying to swat it away. And then when it realizes it can't reach him, it just brings both hands above its head and just slams down on you. Oh, fuck me. That's <clears throat> max damage. Of course it is. Oh, it's a lot of damage. <laughs> it's 32 points of damage. Jesus fuck. fuck. What the fuck, Christine? Are you going to kill Dakota with a fucking vending machine right now, dude? Hey, boys. He has (laughs) taken 75% of my health. (laughs) Uh, Are are you out of stamina right now? Terry, sorry. When I say 75%, I mean including stamina and health. So I have 25% of my entire health and stamina pool left. (laughs) I swear to God. Dang, if this hub is fucking... It's just like <laughs> rapid fire, just pounding Cody. <laughs> just like, pop, 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 pop. Merrick, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, Merrick's going to strike it again. What's the negative for two attack? It's minus three, right? Or is it minus four? Minus four, minus four but you're flanking, so just minus two. Okay, I'll, I'm going to try to make two attacks. Um, The first one's not going to do it. It's just going to be a 11. Nope. And the second one is going to be a little bit better, and that's going to be a 16 against nope. Casey. Not enough. Fuck. You're slamming at it. You feel like you've almost got it, but 
uh, it's it's sort of like metal protection on the back seems to be a wow. little sturdier than what you're hitting it for. It's going to be really sad when we don't kill this vending machine next turn and I have to supernova and kill everybody in this room. Or when I just die. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, it is your turn. Cody's fucking just ah, like hammering at this thing. No. Uh, retreat. <laughs> 18. Uh, 18 does I it. I yeah. do two attacks, by the way. Uh, that is max damage for 16 points of damage. And that's in that one. <laughs> um, you finally crack that glass. Do I give you bleed damage? I swear to God, if you kill him because you rolled a natural one. You take one point of bleed damage as you <laughs> cut yourself on the glass. All right. That's me. All right. It is. You can see it uh, in, in pretty bad shape during it is sparking and twitching, um, but still sort of like every now and then just like hitting Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it so is your turn, Okay, well, I'm gonna try to pulse some aggro, um, and I'm gonna try to do my trick attack. But if you're cool with me swapping weapons while I move, I want to swap to the new uh, that uh, tactical dueling sword I have. Actually, yeah. Brian, sorry, just did you want me to five for the way so you can try the supernova? No, I would. I hit. Per- okay. I hit people here. <laughs> oh, true. All right, never mind. So I'm gonna attempt my trick attack. The first time, maybe not the first time, but like a blade that I that I haven't held in a long time. Oh, there it is. My stealth is a um, 31. Um, you see it stop and look around and says, where did my furry friend go? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to sneak up with my with my uh, tactical dueling blade and I'm going to make a strike. And he is considered either flat footed or off target. My choice. But he's rolling natural twenties. Yeah, so I mean, like off target's not going to prevent a crit. So I'll just make him flat footed. Um, and I got a fourteen KAC. Not enough, unfortunately. Ah, Son of a bitch! Fucking vending machine. Um, (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) You try to slide that sword into a fairly vulnerable place, um, but the weight of it isn't quite what you remember mm-hmm. um the the inquisitor blade of the fur clan is almost foreign in your hand considering how long it's been since you held one um but it looks down at you and says there you are furry friend i now offer you death uh that's going to be a 25 to hit your kac hey you know what that that hits and uh i'll take i'll take one for the team on this one <laughs> Uh, that is 10 points of damage as it backhands you across the face. How many points? 10? 10. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Pulling some aggro. Um, and that will be its turn. It is Merrick's turn. All right. Merrick, just like his friends are getting hit. The spinning machine almost killed Cody. I'm just going to try to make two attacks again and hope for the best. So that first one's a natural one. Okay. <laughs> Killing the it. second one. Hold on. I'm going to switch dice. Um, you and Mer- or you and Duran, give me reflex saves, please. Okay. Me? No, oh, sorry, Merrick and Duran. Okay. That's going to be a uh, four. That's uh, okay. I got a 12. Uh, you both po- take one point of electricity damage as you hit like a circuit and a, a shower of sparks come flying in. <laughs> okay. Okay, switch one more time. Let's do this one more attack. That's going to be a dirty 20 to hit, t- Dane. Yes. <laughs> Oh, thank fuck. That's going to be 14 points of damage. How do you defeat this vending machine? <laughs> so Merrick has just been behind this giant vending machine, just like cut carving into the back of it. 
So Merrick takes Pose, steadies themselves, and like stabs directly through the back through its computing, finishing it off. The blade probably stops just like a like a couple inches away from Cody's face, uh, <laughs> and then Merrick pulls it back, swipes like dries off any soda on his sword, and then lets the vending machine hit the ground. As it falls away, Cody grabs a soda. <laughs> you hear the machine say, rocking the machine can lead to death. And everyone has to give me a reflex save, please. <laughs> you fuck. Oh no. Fuck off. <laughs> there should have been a clear sticker about this. 18. Uh, I also have an 18, I believe. Okay. Um, 22. All three of you managed to take just a casual step to the side as this thing tips over and shatters on the ground. Um, you see inside Ooh. of it a few items that haven't been shot out. <laughs> a space coke. <laughs> awesome. I need about 19 fucking serums of healing, so... <laughs> well, there is one high-capacity battery. Okay. So that is a battery with 40 charges instead of 20. Damn. One Mark II serum of healing. Nice. And two Mark One serums of healing. Uh, I give all the healing potions to Cody. Yeah, yeah, he needs it. He 100% needs it. <laughs> this thing did 49 points of damage to me. <laughs> Darren, you can have the high-capacity battery. Me and Cody uh, don't use weapons, so I Yeah, don't... yeah, I'll, I'll take that. You okay, buddy? <laughs> Slap it and Cody on the back. Ow! Mm. Uh, that really hurt. All of it. Why was, why was the vending machine so good at fighting? I don't That's know. A, back back on my planet, my mother always said we couldn't have soda because it was bad for you, and now I understand. Very, very bad for you. That's concerning. That means this is a common occurrence. Okay, do you want to? You got the little reusable stabby boy that you can shoot me with for some health? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Minimum two. Enjoy, enjoy that two health, buddy. Two. Fuck yeah. Uh, do you need some more health? Because I, I can just do some uh, do some actual healings. Well, out of my 64 total, I have 17 currently. So. Oh, but I thought we were injecting. I thought you had like a the uh, the bunch of healing serums from the. Uh, oh, yeah. Machine. I wasn't going to use them considering. Well, like if we need to. Sure. But yeah, let's know. wait to see what happens next. I guess hopefully we shouldn't fight the owner of this bar. If I can take 10 minutes, I'll get my stamina back at least. And A group uh, of punters come out and say, hey, why did you destroy our property? Everyone roll for initiative. Perfect. Oh, I <laughs> throw my soda I'm holding at them. Now they're I all just speaking. run out. Are you, um, are you doing any more healing before I move on? Oh. I'm going to heal him. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to use uh, my uh, healing touch stuff. Oh, that That's the wrong dice to roll, Terry, but it was a nice natural 20. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Dan will let you keep it. Ah, there we go. Um, eight points of heals for you, bud. Thanks. As Durin, uh, probably the first time that you've seen him, touches you and actually just heals you. What is, what was that? Don't question it for now. That felt so tickly. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate it. Anytime. I'm not having the best look right now, am I? No, no, you, you weren't made for Surf. No. First the car. Now the vending machine? Yeah, buddy. Two of us have almost died? You say that, and then you realize what you're standing in. You take a second, and you look around, and you realize that this is a like an inch-for-inch, shot-for-shot remake of the bar from Mission to Malibu. It is... It, it looks like you are on the set of it right now. The bar looks exactly right. The lighting is exactly right. 
It is this large open room. There are booths all along the outside and stairs leading down into the dance floor where you are. The bar is to the far west of the room and it's this large wraparound bar with these sparkly vinyl blue seats and there are waves uh, cut out of neon on the, the side of the wall and there are three pillars that seem to sort of draw focus and it's a large pillar of blue, a large pillar of pink, and a large pillar of green. And they are sort of illuminating this whole room alongside with these blue waves on the walls. And there is a large, almost antique jukebox in the corner uh, pumping music, but it seems to be coming through all of the speakers as well. So the whole room is just filled with music and it seems to be playing a soundtrack from the movie. And once you sort of like realize where you are, I think you're probably not as focused on the injuries because this might be one of the coolest things you've ever seen. Yeah, I think midway through like complaining, Cody like trails off and just stares around. And he just whispers like a knife made of chocolate. And then he pops the soda. <laughs> and behind you, you hear someone say, it melts when it touches something hot. And he turns around and he's like, oh, you, you've seen the movie? Darling, I own a bar called Mission to Malibu. You think I haven't seen the movie? And there is an android with light blue skin. And he crawls out from behind a booth and picks up a white Panama hat and puts it carefully on his perfectly coiffed hair. And he's wearing a loose-fitting white linen suit. And the jacket sleeves have been rolled up and it's unbuttoned, revealing a red button-down shirt with a silver paisley ascot tucked into it. Uh, he's wearing pink or pastel pink alligator shoes, and there are several gold chains draped along his neck as he sort of carefully steps down uh, into the dance floor. And he says, I don't know who you are, but let me just say thank you for saving my bar. And also, how dare you? Be more dramatic than me. Well, if it isn't the son of all bitches, I hold out my hand. <laughs> um, he does a very intricate sort of handshake that you're able to mirror exactly. <laughs> oh, he's just beaming. Merrick, what's happening right now? I think Cody finally, finally found like someone who knows what he's talking about. We really need to watch Mission to Malibu sometime, guys. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hold, hold on. You haven't seen Mission to Malibu? They're uncultured. I'd say. Um, and then he like sort of takes a couple steps back and gives the three of you a very sort of stern, like up and down with his eyes, each one of you individually. And he just says, although, darling, I'm going to say I would have to say you're all uncultured if you're wearing that here. Yeah, we found that out. Uh, it, it's ironic. No, darling, it's fucking terrible. It is drab. It is boring. It is plain. It is... Gross. You're gross. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying that you should be ashamed. It's as good as a missing foot. Oh, wow. You just quote it all, don't you? <laughs> You're Michael, right? Obviously. Uh, oh, we were sent uh, hold by on, a friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop it. I know who sent you. It's Jenny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Great. No, my name is not Michael. Michael Malibu? She's the only, uh, the, the only uncultured swine who calls me Michael. My name is Mikhail. Oh, sorry. She thinks it's funny. It's not funny. My name is Mikhail. Mikhail Malibu. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Mission to Malibu. It is my bar. I own this place. Isn't it great? 
It's one of the best places I've ever seen. Well, at least one person in the drip thinks so. As, like, the last weird patron sort of, like, casually leaves. (laughs) Does the soda machine thing happen often? No. I don't know what the hell just happened there. Contra pays me to host it here, and it... It doesn't bring profit to me. I don't care. But they give me sort of like they pay rent to have it here. And this thing just went fucking crazy. Well, it's probably an insurance policy. For what? Uh, Betraying them, doing something they don't want, having a secret they don't want told. Okay, I don't know what the hell you guys are all about, but (laughs) I run a club. And what a club? We're looking for somebody. Okay, hold on. This is, ooh, ooh, the way you said that, I don't like it. I don't like the way you said that. Uh, Lustin? Lustin and lost. He snaps his fingers a couple times and nothing happens. And he says, Lustin, I swear to God. And then you hear sort of like the clinks of bottles on ground as a Kasathan man sort of pulls himself up from behind the bar. And he's wearing a bright Hawaiian shirt that is unbuttoned so that you can see his like absolutely chiseled abs and rock hard body that has been treated with something because it is glistening and he stands up and he just goes uh yeah yeah boss and michael's like please make us the house special four and he looks back and he says you all drink yes we'll all imbibe if this is if this is the tone you're gonna take with me sir we're gonna need a drink i think so you're good yeah i don't know I, i'm more than happy i just thought i was the only kasathan bartender Lustin looks over and he's like no nah, man i've been doing it for years and he's shaking four tins in each one of his arms and like cracks them open and and begins pouring them into these like stemmed goblet glasses and then reaches under the bar and drops in something into all four of them. And they begin steaming. And Cody, you know what these are immediately. These are steaming lagoons. These are the like drink that the hero of mission to Malibu, Chad Brixton drinks. (laughs) I excitedly, I'm like, these, these are steaming lagoons. Oh, darling, we're going to get along so well. And he grabs you by the hand and he leads you up to the bar um, and hands all of you one of these drinks. And he jumps up without even like his glass doesn't even wobble. Like the liquid is almost completely still as he hops up onto the bar and crosses his legs. And he says, "Okay, you're looking for someone. Carry on. Let's go. Uh, Cody like lifts his glass up and he's like, hot as the long end to a short day. And as refreshing as a dip in the beach. Yes. Oh my god, Durin, I have no idea what's going on. I've seen the movie, but I don't remember any of this. <laughs> They're pretty deep cuts, I will admit. A- anyway, um, you mentioned uh, Jenny. We're looking for Cassie, or any information about her. Why would she think I know where Cassie is? Last thing I heard, she went she went topside. Well, I think what we need is to find a Voltaire recruiter, because we need to find out more about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is interesting. You're looking to make moves. Well, we've been here for what, two days and we're already up here in the drip. So he leans forward and takes a long drink and puts it down on the bar and he says, I'm sorry, this is day two for you and you're already in the drip. Mm-hmm. Is it day two or day three, guys? It's been a blur. Def- it's day two. It's, it's day, day two. two. We've had so oh. many boozy milkshakes. I just can't tell. We had two boozy milkshakes. <laughs> You almost died yesterday. I almost died today. I think it's your turn, Merrick. Don't say that. Well, either way, this is impressive. Let me say that. But let me tell you, that train, that ride to the top is going to stop right here if you keep looking like that. 
I don't suppose you have somewhere we could change our outfits? Okay. How much do you know about the drip? And let's just, okay, let's just say the whole thing. How much do you know about what's happening on Surth right now? Zero. Yeah, two days. Yeah, two days. Yeah, okay. We spend a lot of that training a man dressed as a rat how not to hurt buildings. I, I signed up for a newsletter, but I have, I've only been getting spammy, spam email ever since. He looks at you in sort of like both fascination and disgust and then says, okay, gather around children. It is lesson time. Surth is a special place. There is no sort of democratic process of election. I'm sure you've heard of Voltaire. I believe someone mentioned him. He is currently the the man in charge, the man on the top, the man in the seat, quite literally. Mm-hmm. We know that. He did a impressive hostile takeover. He was a nothing, a nobody. No one's ever heard of him. He made no reputation for himself in the drip. He just kind of came out of nowhere and took out Lionel Lux. Lionel Lux, for those who don't know, which judging by the looks on your faces, is all of you. Uh, he was the previous leader of Surth, and he was both a chairman of Versicore and also the president of their headquarters here on Surth. They operated and maintained the seat as well as a building up in the dome. And then one night, Voltaire sauntered on in and all of them disappeared. Voltaire didn't happen to have a a right-hand man who hasn't been seen since. As far as I know, Voltaire is a complete independent. And that, I think, is why the dome and the corpos in it hate him so much. He has absolutely zero corporate affiliation. Voltaire doesn't disappear for weeks on end, right? He's always here. As far as I know, Voltaire is quite happy sitting his scrawny little ass in his seat in the seat. Does he have a silver hand? Can he punch a tank? As far as I know, that man has never punched anything. Well, so he good. made the entire, the previous regime just completely disappear. Do we have anything more about what happened to them? I know, absolutely not. And let me. Were their bodies found? Literally nothing was found. It was like, in the course of a night, Versacord did not exist. Like, I know he's involved somehow, and it's driving me crazy. Or maybe you're just seeing shades. Okay, you're being very cryptic, and I would like to know who this mystery person is. You don't know a name, a gentleman, or a person, or an individual by the name of Azen. And you see uh, Mikhail lean back and uh, thinks... And you can tell he's kind of like going through his Rolodex of everyone he's ever met. And he says, Azen does not sound familiar. No, no. Thank God. Do you know who Vale is? A smile creeps across Mikhail's face and says, do I know who Vale is? Of course I do. Can you tell us? Oh, you mean like, no, sorry. I don't know who Vale is, but I know oh. who Vale is. Ah, right? okay. You've, like, yeah, you've no, heard of him. That makes more sense. You know his yes okay sorry i should have been more specific we're also looking for them that's gonna be look i know where voltaire is i don't think it'll be easy to get to him but i don't know where vale is and that makes it incredibly difficult to find them i've got a feeling that this voltaire is in the position they're in either due to vale or due to Azen for some reason so i'm assuming if we get closer to them, we'll figure out more about those two. Uh, Dane, while we're talking, can I use a resolve point to get my stamina in the back? Yes, yeah, I will say that you guys sharing a cocktail with Mikhail is a okay. is, is worthy of a 10 minute rest. 
Perfect. Thank you. Also, his 10-minute period, Merrick's going to take us to Ring of Whispers, replace Victor Benson with Cassie Claus. So, yes, that is that is the whole situation in the Dome. And let me tell you, like I said, the corpse hate him. But I think they're so nervous that they don't really know how he did it that I think they're sort of waiting for their moment to strike because they want him out because he has turned the dome into, I would say, quite literally a circus. It used to be all very stuffy, you know, upper crust, we're better than you, holier than thou, corpo bullshit. And now he turned the entire seat into a nightclub. That sounds so much more fun. Yeah, it does. Oh, let me tell you, Donnie's, I'm for it. The dome, as I understand it, drab, boring, yawn. Having a little flavor of the drip up there, I don't think it hurts. But I'll tell you one thing, the Corpos hate it. Since the power shift, has he done anything else besides just make it a nightclub? Has there been any power moves from him? No. I mean, he's he just kind of does his own thing. He asserts his dominance the way he does, but it's not in a, a malicious way. You know, he's he's bought a bunch of clubs on the in the drip along the strip and he runs those. He, you know, he's he's operating his nightclub up there. He brings people up. He I I don't know. I as far as I know, like we've had worse leaders in on Surf. The people that go up, do they ever come down? Some of them do. Some of them don't. I assume he takes a fancy to them and and keeps them around. I think that's another thing that pisses off the corpo are people from the bazaar taking up residence there and and sort of acting like they belong. I think people who are in the dome are very, very unhappy with the status quo being changed. Well, whatever paradigm shift that's happening here is it is what it is. What we need to do is get close to Voltaire, get close to a recruiter, get involved in what he's doing and uh, try to find Cassie. Well, like I said, in your current outfits, you're not going to, people won't even give you the time of day. So first things first, you're going to need to learn the politics of the drip. You have probably seen some of the the pageantry that happens outside. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, no, you've been, oh, no, you've been had, haven't you? Yes. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was was decimating. It was really bad. That sounds, yeah, that's almost it was just slightly worse than the beating I took from this vending machine here. Oh, okay. Well, that happens to everyone. That's the whole nature of the drip. Everything ebbs and flows. People rise, people fall. That's fine. Don't think this is a, a period at the end of your sentence. This is just a an ellipsis, a dramatic ellipsis. But you do need what we call sponsors. So let me explain the drip to you as... I don't know a whole lot about the dome. I've given you all the information I can there, but the drip, it runs through my veins. You might as well cut me and you'll see, you know, the neon colors of the of the tubes. You need to assert dominance, but this isn't a grotesque fighting situation. No, no. This is all done with poise and posturing, poses and and stature and vibes. And in order to do that, you need to look the part. And the way that works is every crew has a sponsor from a boutique. So you gentlemen are going to have to go visit Fashion Alley. Okay. I'm scared. Oh, God. Okay. I feel like we're a little bit over our, our wheelhouse here, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, well, Merrick's been wearing bright colored robes for the last couple of years. So at least I've got that going for me. But still very traditional. Not as sexy as Lustin over there. Could you be? Nobody, nobody is. 
as he's like shaking more drinks for literally nobody. He must have been born on a different, like he wasn't born on a traditional planet, I assume. I mean, you became a bartender. Uh, he looks young enough that like he could have been born here. Okay. And uh, Mikhail sort of pops off and gives you sort of begins like circling around you. Uh, and he says, the way that this works is uh, boutiques are transient. They bring crews. And when that crew rises to a certain level of status, everyone wants to buy from their boutique. And then all of a sudden that boutique becomes very popular until it's too popular. And then nobody wants to wear it because everyone's wearing it. It's all about sort of ebbs and flows and all about sort of, you know, the the constantly changing popularity of fashion and style. So not only are you going to be looking for something fresh, but you also want to find something that isn't obscure. You want to find, like, walk that fine line, that tightrope of avant-garde and also in style. All right. So any suggestions on where we start? Darling, you got to go to Fashion Alley. There is a directory there that will tell you which boutiques are currently unsponsored. That's where you start. Go there, make your plea, make your case, see what's a fit, what isn't a fit, make your sponsorship, get outfitted, and start making a name for yourselves. Okay. Um, I have a question. Um, why are you helping us? Um, I don't know if you know this, but I own this place, and there was a vending machine like four minutes ago that was destroying it. That's fair. Fair, but I feel like everyone on this level has an angle. What's yours? I owe Jenny a favor, and it's a fairly big one. And if she's trusted you with something that I can imagine is very important to her, I feel like this might get me out of her out of her pocket. That's fair. Fair enough. Well, we'll put in a good word. But also, I would have fought to save this place no matter what. And I'm like looking around in awe. That doesn't surprise me. And it is so nice to meet another aficionado. A palm head, if you would. <laughs> The biggest palm head around. And once again, you guys do your weird, complicated handshake. (laughs) I'll poke around a little. I'll stick my nose out, see what I can find out, how you might be able to get Voltaire's attention. But first, you guys got to go get outfitted. And if you come back looking like trash, I will not help you. Do you understand me? Yes. Great. Also, if you maybe want to say a good thing about my 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 club a little bit, that would be also very nice. But not necessary. You don't have to do. It. You don't have to do it. But it would be really nice if you did. Uh, of course, I feel like uh, Cody's now committed to you, so we'll do our very best. He'll he'll be your walking advertisement. Okay. Well, it's actually upsetting me continuing to look at you. So please. Yes. 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 We'll go to Fashion Alley. Thank you, uh, Mikael. Thank you, Mikael. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye. Get out. Bye. Okay, bye. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna we're gonna go, guys. I feel like this is very much out of our <laughs> out of our realm. Oh man, I'm nervous. We Listen can do this. We're three good friends who just want to have a good time, and I guess look good doing it. I don't get this whole fashion thing, man. We'll get you there. Let's go. As you are leaving, Merrick, you are hit with a wave of nostalgia as the jukebox changes songs, and it is a song that is oddly familiar to you having never seen the movie and for a second you are transported back to another place it is during your tempering and you think you've been tricked once again by your brother's list of suggested places to go you find yourself on the planet knee the frozen planet knee and you are freezing your ass off on a transport to 
what he called one of the most beautiful places in the system. And having been to Yusuran, you are almost convinced, especially now that you've seen what this planet is like, that he has fucked you over once more. I am going to kill Zane when I see him. But then you arrive to the location, and the transport drops you off, and the driver tells you that he will be back in four hours, and if you aren't here, he's leaving without you. And he leaves, and you are at the entrance to a cave at the base of a kind of small mountain. And once you step inside, the cold seems to disappear. And there is a comfortable warmth, almost room temperature, which is almost impossible to find outside of structures on me. And you are in this cave that is filled with these crystals that are emitting these green and blue and purple lights. And as you're walking through it, you realize that Zane hasn't tricked you. This is, in fact, one of the most beautiful places you have ever seen. And every now and then there is like a hum or a tone from one of the crystals as if they are singing. And then you hear music in the distance echoing or reverberating throughout the caves. What would you like to do? Um, Yeah, I'm just going to take in this moment, this uh, extreme beauty that Merrick sees before them and head towards the music. And it is a violin that is being played, but it also sounds like there is like an accompanying track to it as well. Like as if there were someone else playing along, but the violin is at the forefront of it. And it takes a while for you to sort of like navigate through the twisting tunnels to pinpoint the location. And you come out to sort of the top of the cave, um, which is this huge domed room. And there is a man standing in the middle there with a small speaker playing music, and he is playing a violin along with it. And you recognize the man. You haven't seen him since that night on Yusuran, where you guys had burned down a house. But it's Azim. Azim? And he stops playing for a second with a screech of the strings and lowers his violin and looks at you as the, the music from the speaker keeps playing sort of the same song, but with a piano medley instead of the violin. And he says, Merrick, hi. What, what are you doing out here? This is, in my opinion, one of the greatest places in Casamal. Um, I must agree with you. It's quite beautiful. But I'd have to say it's quite a coincidence that the second empty abyss I go to on my journey I run into you once again fate is a funny thing Merrick and he smiles and lifts his violin again and begins playing as he sort of wanders around the cave and you realize that the acoustics in here are incredible throughout the sort of like the cave entrance on the far side opposite of you you can see the night sky and as Asim walks around he slowly makes his way to you and he says what do you think of the song? It's a uh, haunting, beautiful, terrifying. He laughs as he stops and uh, reaches into his pocket and pulls out a control and presses the pause button and the speaker stops playing. And he says, it's from one of my favorite movies from a very long time ago. Interesting. Uh, a movie from where? Back home. It's it's not important. Okay. I, Merrick, I got to say, I'm, I'm very, very happy that we have run into each other again because I think 
I owe you. And he stops and he kind of wanders away and like paces. And you can see he's struggling with something. And then he turns around and he says, I owe you an apology. Because what happened the last time we met was, I fear, a little too much, a little too fast. No, as in it was uh, jarring, maybe horrific. But I learned a lot about outside of my family, how in a split second things can change for no reason at all. I don't agree with what happened. However, I, uh, I've i learned from it. So I will take it as that. I knew I liked you for a reason. Because most people would have been angry at me or traumatized or, or thought they were better than me or whatever. They would have made a, a, a call. But you found a lesson in it. And, and while I do still believe that maybe I came in a little too strong, I was excited by the idea of a tempering. I was, if I'm being honest, excited by the idea of you. You were new and fresh and ready to learn and experience things. And and so few people are. And I think I wanted to make an impact, make an impression, impress you so much that I feel like I overstepped my bounds. And while I'm glad that you did find a lesson in it and that it wasn't something that you lament, I do sincerely, and this is very difficult for me, Merrick. I know we don't know each other that well, but let me be very honest with you. I don't apologize often. I'm sorry. To form the strongest blade in the galaxy, did it not take risk, the strongest strike, a new technique, experimentation, pushing it to its limit. That is a tempering. And that is what I understood when I went on this journey that I want to be pushed and pulled in every direction. Because when I go home, I'll only have one path. So push me as You've noticed that he's taken steps very, very close to you. And you feel his breath on you. You're so close. And he looks down at the guard covering your mouth and he says, do you always wear that? I do. It's traditional. We only show our mouths to those close to us. He stares down at it for almost too long and then looks back up at you and he says, I feel like at some point in time that is going to pose a very frustrating logistical issue for me. We'll see, Asin. Merrick looks up at him and smiles. For now, can you play me that song again, please? Damn. And he takes a step back to the center and turns the the song back on and begins playing it again and he says do you want to know why i'm really here merrick i feel like as and if you told me i either wouldn't believe you or it wouldn't matter well then let me show you and he gets to a logical conclusion to the song as it finishes and he rests it against he rests his violin against the speaker and he says come outside with me and he begins walking to the exit of the cave I follow. You guys are standing on a cliff and just getting absolutely berated by the frigid winds of knee. And he says, the crystal caves are beautiful, but this is why I came. And he points to the sky as a streak of blue crosses it. And then a streak of purple and then a streak of green as they almost sort of look like they've been cut into the sky and are leaking down it. Merrick, the world is filled with beautiful things. And 
I'm glad that I get to spend tonight with two of them. As he interlocks his fingers with yours. As in, I've got a feeling that for as long as we are both floating and drifting through this uh, system at the same time, that we will continue to connect and interact. All I ask is that you push me to my limit and help me become a better person. He looks over at you and with a smile, he says, happily. And then you've snapped back into Mission to Malibu as the song finishes over the the PA system and switches to a much more cheesy song, a much more sort of like driving action pack song. And you are back with your friends in the drip. Uh, America's cold sweating. Like he's got, he's sweating <laughs> a lot. Um, Cody. Mm-hmm. Where, where'd you say this movie was from? From earth. When was, Why? when did, when did earth go kaput? A while ago. <laughs> Um, if I mean, like, I feel like Cody probably also wouldn't really know, yeah. considering his his stuff. But Merrick, I think you would actually roll me a culture check. Okay, nineteen. Um, you know, it's been about eighty years since humans arrived in Casimal. Oh, not as far back as I thought. Yeah, no, no. Um, humans are fairly new to Casimal. Do humans of Earth punch tanks in the movie? Depends on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And this song that just played is from this mission to Malibu. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth in the Escape from Dublin series. Fair enough. Ah, uh, yeah, we should keep on going to the fashion district. Yeah, yeah. All right. let's do it. Hello, friends. Space GM Dane here to do the things. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. And second, I'm going to keep this real quick. You know what I'm here to say. A couple things that I say all the time. For example, head on over to NoQuestCast.com and join the Discord. I promise you, you are not going to be upset that you do. We're going to welcome you with all of our loving arms. You'll get a crazy amount of people saying, yo, what's up? How you doing? Glad you're here. On top of that, you can take part of something that's currently going on right now, which is our little collaborative art project. Uh, we have a template of uh, various characters and poses. Uh, they're they're like a blank character that you then claim and draw the character of your choice. Uh, so far, we have the Patra guard that the boys, uh, specifically Niall, likes to harass. Uh, I drew Jenny Harmonics. Um, there's Durin dressed up in the dress to feel, fool the rat man. I believe uh, Boomer has been uh, dibsed, and I think FP2K has also been dibsed. But that, there's still so many people left to be uh, created in your vision. We've still got Shortjack, Victor Benson, Patience, Eska, Quip, Query, Satir, like everyone, Cyrus, Andre, all the people. Every character is up for grabs. All you have to do is head on over to NoQuestCast.com, join the Discord, and uh, head on over to the fan art channel and, and choose a character. We'd love to have you. We'd love to see what you think the characters look like. I'm happy to give you sort of like my written description that I've I've given Uh, in the show, but we are encouraging people to uh, share what their headcanon is. We want to see what you guys are imagining the characters look like. Also, no one's dibbed the main characters yet. I mean, we do have Dress Durin, but we don't have regular Durin. We don't have a Cody. We don't have a Merrick. So 
now's the time to jump on board. Other than that, head on over uh, and join us on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, both accounts are at NoQuestCast. If you want to talk about the show, use hashtag NoQuestCast. And as usual, we just want to thank you for hanging out and listening and uh, sharing us and saying all the nice things you've been saying about us. It makes doing the show even more fun than it already is. And that's going to do it for this week, friends. Uh, we will see you back in the show. Enjoy. You guys start making your way through the drift and it seems like people still are sort of like giving you the cold shoulder and you see like there's a tow truck getting that Hummer like repaired or like towed away like they're fixing up the one that it got crashed into. I fully like guide the guys away to a different street so we don't walk past it. (laughs) And you see someone get tossed out of a club sort of like right in front of you. This guy who just like looks like a real scumbag and he just gets like fucking thrown literally thrown out of a club called museum and he hits the ground and a bouncer says if we see you again we will end you do you understand me and i'm telling you that for your own good you do not want to piss off the guy that owns this place and the the guy gets up and he's like yeah whatever fuck you and begins staggering off do we recognize him uh nope well I don't uh, know maybe, what to do about the situation. Well, I say we get our fashion, and then maybe we'll have to go into this museum just in case. But <sighs> you're right; it's probably where the uh, recruiter is going to be. I've got a feeling. Um, yeah, he starts walking the opposite direction as you as you guys continue to make your way to Fashion Alley. Which, when you arrive, it is quite literally just this alley down these the side of two clubs. And there are, like, fire escapes above, and, like, it looks like any other alley that you would pass, except in the sides of all of them are just this endless row of clothing stores. And above the entrance, there is a, uh, like, an iron gate in neon sign. It says Fashion Alley. And above that is this huge screen that gives a list of all of the stores and who they're affiliated with, and then... On the other side of the screen are the stores that are still unaffiliated with a crew. What are our options? So there are only four currently unaffiliated groups. Okay. There's a, there's a shop called Pleasers. There's a shop called Brain Drain. There's a shop called Step Up and Slay. And there's a shop called Sleazy Steve's Easy Sleazy Steez. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Gotta be one of the last two. Oh my god! Or I can't. The last two? I got so distracted by Sleazy Steves that I forgot I, what I was wrong. Um, I can't say no to Sleazy Steves. Steves. Step Up and Slay was pretty great, though. Yeah, Step Up and Slay was my was going to be the one I suggested, but man. Yeah. Well, you know where we're going. We're yeah. going to Sleazy Steves. Sleazy Steves, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, as you make your way through the alley, it seems like this is kind of where there's still posturing happen, but it kind of seems like this is like behind the scenes. Like this is through the curtain, um, backstage, and everyone is kind of like chill. There's still sort of like glances, there's still sort of like minor flexing, but everyone is just kind of like doing their own thing here. Cody is avoiding looking at anybody who might want to posture. You eventually make your way to Sleazy Steve's. And as you get there, you see that there's already crew inside. And the sign on the window says, sponsoring Killer Kings. What? You son of a bitch. Why would you do that to us? 
You son of a bitch, Dan. Why would you do that to us? You see there's a a large human man who's balding with a big mustache. He's wearing like a white, dirty tank top with a like a thin gold chain that like barely is is seen through his like multiple chins. And he sort of reaches, he lifts his like tank top up to like really get like in his belly button to scratch around as he looks over at you and he like licks his lips at you. Oh my god, this is exactly what we wanted, Dane. Dane, why would you take this from us? We're gonna um, kill this man. Well, I can see <laughs> no, no. it right now. People are starting to leave the Discord. Thanks, Dane. He reaches <laughs> into his jorts and pulls out a, <laughs> a like a remote control and he like presses it and the blinds of the shop close. Fuck you, sleazy Steve. Fuck you, says Merrick. <laughs> Cody reaches out and like I'm just saying, grabs your shoulder and squeezes. He's like, I'm sorry. We can recover this. We can go in and pose off. Guys, take over if we this kill place. the squad, there is no squad. No, we're going to kill these motherfuckers for some reason down the line. I've got a feeling. So let's find what? another spot. What were they called again, Dan? They were called the Killer Kings. Killer Kings. Okay. Write that in your list of people to fucking fuck up. <laughs> now, can we please go to Step Up and Slay before they too... I've got a feeling Dane's going to force us to join the pleasers for some reason, because (laughs) all these are going to fill up. So let's go to step up and slay and see what happens. My heart was so set on sleazy Steve's. I just, I don't know how to recover. Yeah. Maybe we'll take a few days. Begin. Hey, if you want to take a couple days, you only have (laughs) what? 48 hours before all of the, the system descends upon you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to take no time at all. And we're just, just 48 hours. Oh my God. Um, step up and slay. Yes. You start making your, you see the sign, uh, like down the way and you begin sort of like your, I guess your pace quickens as you guys begin making your way there as the door shuts, as you reach it, son of a bitch. And you see, there are three guys in there who are kind of like wobbling around and like pushing each other. And then they stop and they look at you. And they like make these like weird erratic movements as the shopkeeper looks at you, shrugs and flicks the sign at the front and says, now sponsoring the Janky Jeffersons. Janky, put this also, Cody, in your fucking fuck up book, okay? I'm writing it on the back of my fist. (laughs) Clenched. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's let's rush over to the pleasers. Pleasers, let's go. Pleasers, pleasers. Um, As you guys are running down, you see there are like these three guys who are uh, like playing trumpets. And you hear like <laughs> as they walk into a store. And as you arrive, you realize it's pleasers as they turn around and play like a little like <laughs> as the troublesome trumpeteers have taken the pleasers sponsor. You son of a bitch. Okay, no. brain drain, quick. How how many of in this campaign, everybody listening, how often is Dane going to give us false choices? Yeah, to give us a list and then gags? slowly have them run out for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> what are the things? Ya. Sorry, Dane. The trunk, the, the trusty trumpeteers, troublesome the... trumpeteers, troublesome. Oh my god! And as you guys turn away, dejected, you hear. Cody <laughs> <laughs> pulls out his gold gun. <laughs> um. So there's only one left called the brain drain. Yeah, well, let's get there. Swift. It's gonna be full. Come on. We're I'm not even gonna like, rush. With your heads sort of held low. And you guys kind of like kicking a can down the street. You realize the brain drain is empty. 
Okay, I, well... I, I slowly open the door. And as you pull it open, a giant hand slams it shut again. And a voice familiar to you says, <laughs> Where do you think you're going? As the big trucks from the three that first posed off with you now stands in front of the door with his arms crossed and says, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you guys think you were going to enter our sponsor shop? We were is it, is going to Wendy's. Sorry, what, what did you guys say? <laughs> I was saying something reasonable. Then Niall asked if he was going to Wendy's. I said we were going to Wendy's. Wendy's has been sponsored. They're the Wendy's hardest in your get- mouth. Fuck. <laughs> um, and he looks down at the small gnome, and he the small gnome sort of like puts a hand on him and goes, "Fucking, I think I think he fucking got you." The the truck sort of like readjusts, and he says, "Yeah, well, we still got this sponsor, so you guys can fuck right off." I hope you understand that the next time we interact, sir, it's not going to be a pose off. It's going to be a fight to the death, and I will disembowel you. You say you're sponsored here, but I don't see any sign. Oh, really? And he knocks on the glass, and you see the storekeeper press a button behind the desk, and it does say, the deliberate delinquents. God damn it. Sorry, I think maybe... <laughs> maybe you should go... Maybe you should go to the tattered vest. <laughs> And all three of them begin just, like, laughing at you. I can't wait for in a day's time when you're a joke, a fool, standing in line at the tattered vest, trying to get yourselves one of those hot-ass, damn, funkin' sick, tattered vests, you son of a gun. Well, let me tell you, when, uh, when that happens, I'll happily eat this little guy right here. And the gnome looks up, he's like, hey, what? Uh, Cody holds out a hand. Deal. Deal. And he shakes. But be ready for the opposed collapse. And Cody turns away. Starts walking towards the tattered vest. Merrick fucking also turns away. The truck's just like, that was kind of fucking sick. Fuck. (laughs) I hate this place. I hate this place (laughs) so much. We're such failures in this place. We're just just three... I don't want to say murderers. We're just very good at solving things with combat. You guys begin wandering down the alley and you finally reach the end of it. And sure enough, you find a place called the tattered vest. And it is the antithesis of all the other places. There's no neon. There's a single fluorescent light above the door, a wooden sign labeling it as the tattered vest and stenciled in the window in cursive. It says, uh, fashion for out of this world. Merrick open, like swings the door open. We're doomed, aren't we? We're, yeah. When Mike, haven't we Mi- been? Mikhail won't talk to us when we go back like this. We're going to make, we're going to work so hard that whatever this guy offers us is going to be so gosh darn trendy. I couldn't say it in his bar, but I like the sequel better. Which one? Aren't there like five? Mission to Malibu 2. I think it's better. That's the eighth movie. It's actually just Mission with the number two, Malibu. <laughs> Merrick just goes out of the shop. I don't have time for this. Uh, you walk in and it is, there's like a, just an overwhelming smell of like musk. Just like an old, like going into a grandma's basement. <laughs> um, it's all wooden. There's like display cases that have glass 
with with various things in it. There's fabric, spools of fabric hanging on on the walls. There's a fitting room in the back corner. But most disturbingly, there is a medium-sized creature that is sort of like this orange oval with a bunch of tentacles on the bottom just face down on the ground in front of you. And then there is a very similar, almost identical creature slumped over one of the display cases. And then there's another one just like you can just see the tentacles of it in the in the change room. It's sort of like half in and half out. And do they look like they work the place or they're here trying to get sponsored? They are like crumpled on the floor. Okay. <laughs> um, hello. Good day. There's no response. Uh, are they dead? Oh, uh, I, I, medicine? I turn to the boys. Are they dead? I don't have <laughs> Give me a medicine check. I don't need medicine. You think I, you think I have medicine check? Does that mean we inherited this place? Do any of you have medicine checks? No, um, I, nope. I do. I do. <laughs> Terry just really doesn't want to roll it. <laughs> he just doesn't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dern's very done with, with the drip. Uh, 14 medicine. It's weird. They seem like they're dead, but they do still have a pulse. Like there doesn't seem to be any other sort of like functions happening. Like, but they, but they do seem to still be kind of not dead. And you hear sort of a shuffling and like a like a from behind one of the curtains at the back desk, and another like almost identical creature comes out and goes, "Oh no, oh this is how I die, isn't it? This is it." This, this is how I die. Acknowledge this. Acknowledge what I'm saying. Why? Yeah. Why would? Why would this be how you die? Because this, this one, the little one, the little furry baby one. It's, oh. it's so bad. Who's he talking about? I think, I think you. It's, it's grotesque. It is oh, like no. a grot. It is like a grotesque, like fur baby. Oh, I hate I- it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. I hate this I place hate so it. much. <laughs> That, that's a mean thing to say to my friend. Can we add this place to the list too, please? <laughs> Cody's right. This is how I die, and it collapses onto the ground. And then the one behind you that was on the ground, you hear like a... <gasps> as it looks up, and goes, oh, I hate this one. This little this little fuzzy, this fuzzy monster. I hate oh it. I die now. And it flops over on the ground. And then you hear the one that's collapsed on the, on the like display case. It goes... <gasps> Oh no! Hey, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside for a bit. You you two you two handle this. this. I hate this one. This one that's walking right now. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Can 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 we have clothes? It looks and you as during as you're leaving the door locks and all four of them pop up and goes. Is you looking for clothes? We're yes. looking for sponsorship. I'm kind of like looking at Merrick because I'm not really sure that we want to deal with these people. I don't We're know looking. if the ugly murder baby wants ugly murder fur baby wants clothes right now. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> Cody, we have four names that we need to kick the shit out of right now. Plus everything else we have to achieve. The three uh-huh. of us are looking for sponsorship. Can we change Terry's name on the Discord to Ugly Murder Fur Baby. <laughs> Not until this episode comes out. Not until this episode. No, comes even out. better if we do it right now. The the one that's currently up like collapses again, and then the one that originally was talking pops back up from behind the desk and goes, 
are you looking for sponsorship acknowledgement? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I am the finest seamstress in all of all of church. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge. Clearly. Clearly. Great. Sure. You you are trash people that are disgusting. <laughs> Acknowledge. I, yes. It, yeah. But do you okay. know what will make you so much fucking money that you won't be able to believe? And prestige. Taking these three trash people and turning us into fucking stars. I can see it now. You see her stop for a second. And let me tell you what this person looks like. Uh, They are, imagine like a squid, Mm -hmm. but they are bright orange. Uh, They have like this mess of tentacles at the bottom of their body that sort of like slither them along. And they have these long noodly arms that end in three pointed webbed fingers and then a long sort of like foot long stalk with a single eye that kind of like wobbles and bounces around. They say, okay, I am a Nula. It is so absolutely terrible to meet you. Acknowledgement? And 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 you? What? D- yes. <laughs> Confusion. Statement? Acknowledgement? Yes. And you see her starting to like breathe heavily as she doesn't know what you're saying. <laughs> it is also horrible to meet you, Cody. No, 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 no. It is it's horrible to meet you. It's your pleasure to meet me. Acknowledgement. Yes. Acknowledgement. Okay. <laughs> <That's happening. laughs> let's let's get you let's let's see. And it collapses on the ground and the one behind you pops back up as like a <gasps> and it begins sort of sliding a not stage but like a raised platform out and says, Stand on this. Stand on it. Acknowledgement. Stand. Uh Cody looks at Merrick and shrugs. That stands on it. And it begins sort of like slithering around you and, and taking you all in and says, this is bad. You are bad. This will be hard, but Anula will do this. They sort of collapse again and the one behind the counter pops up and disappears in the back. And you hear sort of like a rummaging around. And then a couple seconds later, it comes out with an assortment of clothing. And it says, okay, you pick. Okay. So the way this is going to work is Cody, uh, Anula has prepared some clothing that they think will look good for you. Mm -hmm. And as the three of the rest of you stand up, uh, Merrick, you're going to go next. Um, Anula says, you just deformed. Don't even, don't even. Okay, you stand. Yes. And once again, (laughs) it starts slithering around and takes a look at you and it collapses. And the one behind the counter goes back and and fetches a bunch of clothing and comes back out, lays it down. And then the the one in the middle open like (gasps) goes, okay, this this one, this and points at uh, Durin. And she's like, yeah, 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 me. All right. Stand up. And then as you stand there, it says, wait, hold on. This horrible Horrible fuzzy monster child. <laughs> Hold on. God. I'm gonna go cry after this episode is done. It, Anula begins sort of like slowly slithering towards you and presses her hands like on your nose, like a longer snout, and like gives you a hard pet 
all the way down to the back of your neck and says, Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I can feel it. I hate it. Show, show me it. Show me, show me what you have. I look confused. You, you have And then it? I look at Merrick and Cody no, to no, hopefully no. clarify. Uh, she grabs you again by the, the, like the, the snout and like locks her single eye with yours and says, you have detached remains of a fabulous garment. The poncho, Duran, the poncho. Oh my god. <laughs> the poncho, oh my god. I guess I take out that poncho. Give it to me, acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, I acknowledge and give it to her. As she takes it in one hand, she sort of like pushes you off the stage with the other and says, Grush for baby, and uh, puts it on the counter, and you see Anula sort of disappear behind the counter again. And a couple seconds later, arrive with another smattering of clothes. And she says, you will pick from the cloche that I've prepared for you, and you will try them on. And the ones that look less like trash people, you will buy. Acknowledgement. It's a, isn't it a sponsorship? Like, do we have to give you money? No, no. Sorry, this is this is how. I, yes, you I, you buy, but I give. All right, fine, good enough. And now, boys, in the crowning achievement of my homebrew career, oh, no. <laughs> we are going to be doing a try-on montage. Oh yeah! Oh no! As the three of you are going to go into the fitting rooms and you are going to tell me what kind of outfits you are trying on and then you will perform a charisma check to see how successful you are with that and the higher the roll, like whatever roll, whatever outfit you roll the highest in will be the one that you will represent. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. All right. So I've asked you guys uh, prior to recording with fairly short notice um, to prepare five outfits that you think uh, your character would wear in the drip. And now is your time to show those off. So first things first, Cody, what does your first outfit look like? So my first outfit is basically the pleather dungarees that uh, Willem Dafoe wears in Streets of Fire. Nothing else. Okay, so explain what a dungaree is to me. Is that like coveralls? Yeah. Okay, so you're literally just wearing like pleather pleather overalls and that's it? Pleather overalls, like bare chest behind the, the two thick straps that go down to like just under his pecs. And maybe because the scene from the movie is like him walking through fire in them. So maybe there's some kind of like ruffle or flame effect like behind me that almost looks like I'm walking. There's fires behind me, almost like a peacock's like tail feather but it looks like flames okay now we're thinking drip like okay give me a charisma check please all right let's do it uh well i rolled a 15 on the dice and my charisma is minus one so 14 i guess okay so outfit number one is a 14 that's pretty good i come out doing a villain walk like i'm walking through the flames and this is to the audience of both merrick uh durin one of the conscious Anulas and three of the unconscious ones. Yeah, and on top of this, the effect is compounded by the fact that you can see all my, like, shitty chest parts that aren't really fit, like, covered in skin. Cool. Merrick, what is your first outfit? Um, Merrick's first outfit is all black. So Merrick is wearing, like, baggy black dress pants, 
a tight fitting black mesh shirt Ooh. over with a leather jacket and a very large black, like giant circle rimmed hat that goes on top of his head with a pure black mouth covering. All right. Roll me that, that check. And just add charisma to it, right? Yep. Uh, that's going to be a 17. Damn. Okay. You guys are, you might nail it in one here. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, Dana. <laughs> I'll even it out. All right, Darren. Hit me with outfit number one. Oh, man. Okay. Outfit number one is just all flannel. (laughs) (laughs) It is nothing but flannel. It's probably painful to look at. Now, is it like a onesie or is it like literally flannel pants, flannel shirt? I think it's flannel pants, flannel shirt, but it looks like the same pattern. So it's just kind of meshes into itself and just. Okay. Give and that Durin looks absolutely miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, man. Darren, you're going to be a fucking flannel guy. It, hey, you, you're pulling it off. Um, Anula looks confused as the single eye stalk sort of like tilts to one side and a tear rolls down. And she says, Dish, perhaps grotesque fur baby monster child is beauty as as she like reaches out and clasps her hand into a fist and says okay again an acknowledgement do another acknowledgement acknowledgement you gotta give me uh, outfit number two outfit number two cody comes out and he's feeling a little bit more confident after the first one wasn't a disaster and he found a bunch of like Stuff that literally could only really be described as a metal snowman. There's like iron, uh, like snowflakes that kind of like fall off him. There's like this weird like face mask that's got this big like orange carrot nose. He's got like those buttons down the front. He's he's a metal snowman. Okay. Give me that roll. That's going to be a six. (laughs) Anula says, garbage trash man? No, no, get off. Go away. And Merrick, it's your number two. Okay, Merrick's is lost and inspired a little bit. So it's going to be like a Hawaiian-style shirt, super acid-washed jeans with a bunch of rips in them. Okay. Uh, And his face covering is a little neon. It's black, but it has like a neon, like a light-up that goes from F to U over and over again. Ooh. Yeah, simple but sexy. Also, his his abs better than Lustin's, as so everyone knows. Listening, <laughs> whoa, well, hey, let's ripped. see how this roll is. And he's always oiled up for some reason. That's going to be an eighteen. Perfect. Do you remember you got? What'd you get last time? Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> okay. Merrick's fashionista. Durin. All right. I got some inspiration from movie people, so I'm just going to stick with a black tank top and jeans. Okay, like a little Jean-Claude Van Damme situation. Yeah, yeah. 14. I have zero bonuses in charisma, by the way, so I'm just, it's whatever the fuck I roll. So I got a nat 20 and I also got a 14 on this one. Okay, very good. Uh, Once again, Anula's just like, and just seems very confused. Uh, I just want to get stabbed again. Can we do that? (laughs) Cody number three Uh, number three he comes out and it's he looks like an explosion of birds (laughs) there's just various I just have written down covered in birds question mark and that's what I'm going with there's birds he's he looks like half of them are in flight some of them are perched on him he's just a big mess of birds 
Now, are we saying, are these on the shirt or are you like Bjorking oh, no. it? They're like almost like, you know, plushy birds. Like they're right, fully okay. 3D birds. Okay, give me that roll. That's going to be a three. Unula <laughs> looks at it and says, this is, this is furry, furry babies. Worse, worse. Uh, Merrick, hit me with number three. I feel like Niall, you and I took this like opposite directions. Like I was just trying to make Merrick look sexy as fuck and you <laughs> went avant-garde. Honest. Well, that's what the uh, drip is like. <laughs> I guess um, this new this, this one is the closest to that from Eric. So it's a it's an outfit that's like see through plastic, but in between it is desert sand. <laughs> so like actual sand, actual sand. So like there's enough sand to cover up his 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 bits that may not want to be seen, but it, when he moves in certain ways, it like shifts in the jacket. That's actually pretty cool. And in okay. the pants, roll me that. That check. Uh, that's only going to be an 11. Hmm. 12, sorry, a 12. Anula looks at it and says, this looks like, this looks like child makes. Girl, no. <laughs> I thought you made it. All right. <laughs> um, Durin, number three. Okay, okay. Um, the next thing is like bright, like almost aluminum, like silver, just super bright and like, Kind of like a hat that's like kind of looks like a funnel just wrapped in tinfoil on it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like discount tin man look. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's ironic. Uh, ten. Um, she says yes. This is this is what I expect from gross fur baby. Go. Uh, this will be Cody. All right. Uh, Cody comes out. I think that, no. I'm gonna change this one because it's too similar to my last one. He comes out in like a classic like tux. Like, okay. beautiful, black, sleek. He kind of looks like an assassin. Just all black. Black shirt, black everything. Just looking looking slick. Looking like cobalt. Just, that's not even the word I want to use. You know what I mean. He's just slick and black and stylish. I'm going to write this down as John Wick. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what he was thinking. All right. Can I check? That's a five. <laughs> Anula, you hear... As she has fallen asleep. Uh, Merrick number four. So Merrick's number four is, uh, it's Darth Vader. So it's black robes, a big black cape, and his mouth covering is metal black steel that has like a Vader shape to it. Okay. Kind of like a triangle situation? Yeah. All right. You know what to do. Six. Durin. Durin's number four is uh, just a large red hoodie. Or <laughs> Elden no, and the Chipmunk situation happening. No, no, no. As in, yeah, that's it. And it's like just long enough to cover up his bits. All right. Not one. <laughs> I think as you come out, you like raise your arms to stretch, and the hoodie isn't as long as you think. And everyone just sees your your whole situation. And Anula Ooh. just says, This is the worst day that's ever happened to me. This is no one's ever had a worse day than this. I hate it. I hate fur baby and even smaller fur baby between legs. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was a mistake. I'll, I'll just this one. My bad. This one's my bad. This. One. All <laughs> right. These are your last outfit, boys. It all hinges on this. Ready? Yep. Cody comes out. And you see a familiar figure, almost. Similar kind of style where there's a lot of black, 
but it's all like almost like riot gear, like tactical looking riot gear and a rat mask as I come out cosplaying the rat man. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hit me with that check. That's a 10. All right. Merrick, your last one. So Merrick's going for like an 80s drug lord vibe on this one. Like a baby blue suit, like oversized baby blue suit with like a white tank top. uh, And the face cover is just pure white. Okay. 15. Not bad. Finishing pretty strong. Duran, your last outfit, please. I got a little inspired from uh, Nal's uh, previous one. I, w- I want to cosplay as Azim. <laughs> okay. I don't know what Azim wears, but whatever the fuck I- we keep seeing him wearing, yeah. I'm going to do that. Sure. He's in nothing but like leather, like strappy leather. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wears like a like a loose fitting, almost like bohemian like style clothes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, American his complicated history. I just doing it for a laugh. Uh, Sixteen. Okay. Merrick looks very confused. <laughs> uh, I uh, mean, with a sixteen, that's probably a pretty like you. You guys know what he's doing. Like, I think you know he's going for the Asin look. Yeah, I know. So, boys, your that's a final bold move to sorry to fucking show us your dick and then dress as Merrick's ex. <laughs> Wait, how, what do you, Merrick's ex? What? I have no idea. We did, that was uh, that was not us talking about that. that yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying uh, that we out did, of game. <laughs> I didn't see a. I didn't see the flashback. Well, you should have paid more attention. Well, well, um, Terry saw the flashback, but Dern didn't see the flashback. That's why I didn't say it in Cody voice. This is getting way too meta. Um, <laughs> so the final tally, boys, is uh, Cody. You're wearing the dunkarees. Yeah. <laughs> Merrick, you're in the Hawaiian outfit. And Fuck you, Lustin. Durin, you're in the flannel. <laughs> it's it's very hot and I'm unhappy. <laughs> you look like a small sleepy baby. <laughs> it's probably does it does it have a butt flap? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> I don't see a world where it doesn't. I can't wait for you to shit on the deliberate del- delinquents. Yeah, through your butt flap. Onula begins sort of like scooping up the loose things and says, baby, small, small flannel baby, come here. I don't, I don't want to as I, as I walk closer. I have gift for you. Acknowledgement? I acknowledged. And she drapes a repaired poncho over you. <laughs> this is actually going to come with a special ability. What the fuck? Uh, once per day, when an enemy rolls a successful attack roll against you, you can spend one RP to perform a flourish with your poncho to force them to re-roll that attack roll and take wow. that result, even if it's better. That's I love that. That's great. Uh, what do I spend to do this? A resolve? A resolve yeah. point, yep. Okay. I know where my resolve points are going. That's awesome. That's incredible. That's like the best. Um, um, thank you, Mr. Poncho. As Anula finishes... Uh, setting you guys up with your clothes and, and cleaning up a little bit. She goes over to the sign in her window and she says, this is, uh, what do I put in shine? Persistence? No, no, no. something a little bit more original. Okay, yes. we have to have... It, uh, it looks like everybody seems to have... There's a pattern. Uh, double letters. Killer Kings. Janky Jeffersons. Troublesome Trumpeteers. Deliberate Delinquents. Ugly Murder Fur Babies. That's perfect. 
Um, what about dubious dandies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dubious dandies. Uh, she says, okay, I put that in window, and she hits the switch on her window, and dubious dandies appears in her sponsorship window. Is it too late to make it daddies? <laughs> oh, no, dubious daddies. Can we dubious daddies on that screen? She sighs <laughs> and flicks the switch again, and it changes to dubious daddies. <laughs> Who gave us a podcast? <laughs> Who lets us do this? We need oh supervision. <laughs> uh, um, I can't wait for Dane to call his daddies so much in the next episode. And Unula sort of uh, collapses. The front one of the collapses onto the floor, and the one behind the counter goes back and says, "Okay, you get out of my shop now. I'm sick of looking at you." Okay, uh, thanks for oh. the the swag, the sweet threads will do you proud yes you better have you ever been to mission to malibu it's a great bar you should stop talking to me acknowledgement <laughs> acknowledgement and cody walks out sorry cody struts out because he's got his fucking flame peacock tail he's got his weird dungarees he's feeling it he walks out into the strip arms spread and he looks around Man, i bet durin actually looks like a child you know, with, the, <laughs> with the poncho and the flannel as he just kind of waddles out <laughs> to be fair you probably look the best because you're Whoa. rolling at 20 yes yeah, i know and, I, and so like durin hates it <laughs> like you have nailed the vibe oh you, you are breaking the mold of the drip there's a very good chance in the next couple weeks <sighs> everyone's going to be rocking all flannel <laughs> And they're just going to take my anger as irony and just, shit, it's going to go, damn it. (laughs) You are the perfect victim for the drip, Durin. And as you guys exit out, you get a a message from uh, Mikhail Malibu saying, like, got some leads, come back when you can. All right. Why is my body so greasy? Um, (laughs) Let's go. Should we get our revenge on the way back? Oh, no. I've got a feeling that uh, the universe will give us a chance to get revenge on these four asshole groups. Is that what you named your sword? The universe? <laughs> yeah. Or, or four asshole groups. The universe, because it's going it, to... Anyway, let's, let's just go. <laughs> let's do it. I don't name my sword, Duran. That's weird. America <laughs> <Marikens> off. <laughs> As you guys are walking down the strip, people are starting to turn their heads. And this time, not in disgust, but in interest and intrigue in jealousy perhaps and suddenly a group of three android women all dressed in leather cat suits one in a black one one in a white one one in an orange one with like little cat ears on say well who do we have here and another one begins circling around you in the opposite direction and just says well don't they just think they're the cat's meow we're no cats. We're the dubious daddies. Respect your daddy. Dern just walks past. The orange one steps in front of you and says, don't you know kitties eat rats? And she like, row at you. They say, you think you're going to get past the crude kitties without a challenge? Everyone roll for initiative. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Guys, man. I miss the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same. 
I'm going to be simplifying the pose off rules. I think I made them too complicated. So the way it's going to work is instead of doing the attack rolls and stuff like that, you're going to be doing opposed checks of the skill of your choice. So they're going to choose a ch skill and you're going to choose a skill. You'll do a roll off. Whoever rolls the highest will win that round. Pose offs are three rounds. Best two of three wins. Perfect. All right. Uh, what do you all get? I got a 16. Okay. A 19. Sorry, Ten. I lied to you. A fucking 21. 10. Okay. So, Merrick, you're going to go first. Cool. Merrick's going to propose an athletics check. All right. And are you going against the white, the uh, black, or the white? Or orange? I don't I don't give a sweet, sweet fuck. Well, just give me a choice. Uh, the orange. Okay. Um, and she will be doing an acrobatics as she sort of like does a cartwheel towards you. Okay. 18. Damn, she got an 18 too. Do we re-roll? Uh, nope, that will just be considered a draw. As you guys, uh, what are you doing athletically? So she goes to do a cartwheel. Cartwheel. Merrick pretends to do a cartwheel, stops on one arm, and does a one-handed push-up. Oh, shit. So she does a cartwheel and stops upside down as well and begins doing sort of like that sexy like leg wiggle that people do. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe this is just a burlesque thing that I'm aware of, but she's like, she's holding a, <laughs> she's holding like a, a handstand as well. And she's just like doing sexy, crazy leg things. Um, and you guys are locked in like a dead heat and a crowd begins gathering around and a murmur begins to wash over them. It is now the, uh, this is the black one and she's going to be going for you, Cody. All right. And she is going to do an intimidate check as she like begins to walk away and then turns around and like claws out, like jumps at you, trying to make you flinch. I'm going to do an athletics check back. Okay. Or do I have what to do, you do intimidate? No, no. You, you choose your skill. Uh, you I'm going to tell just me what you're doing. Like stand, like instead of flinching back and being intimidated, I like step into it and flex. Okay. What'd you get? I got 26. Well, she got a nat one. So she tries to make you flinch, but she doesn't realize you're as close as you are as you're flexing. And she actually gets scared and flinches because she thought you were a lot further away. <laughs> and like just instantly like a blush washes over her, and she begins sort of like she shrinks down a little bit and like nervously looks side to side. And some of the crowd begins laughing. <laughs> Durin, it's your turn. Uh, the last one left is white. I'm going to aggressively ignore her. Okay. Um, what skill would you like to use to do this? I think that would be a bluff, I'm going to say. like, Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say bluff. So, yeah, let's do a bluff check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's going to do... She's going to try to get you to acknowledge her with a diplomacy check. Ooh. What'd you get? 21. <laughs> she got a six. Hell yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't ignore the... Like you like he's the sexiest fur baby in the galaxy kind of give off the vibe that i'm beyond you type of feel almost aggressively ignore he's cute and aloof she's like hey don't walk away from me hey, hey look hey, look at look at me just hey um and she's like trying to like act all sexy and like maybe she even like unzips her cat suit like a little bit and like you're just completely ignoring her and the laughter begins washing over the crowd a little bit more and you guys have won round one. Oh yeah um so this round you're gonna be getting a plus one to all your rolls Ooh. all right um merrick it is your turn 
You can choose right. whoever, whichever one of them you'd like. Merrick's gonna do go back to orange because we're in this contest apparently. Yeah, and I'm going to do an intimidate check this time, okay. uh, where I'm gonna like try to sexily put my like hand like behind them, and then and then make my solarium blade appear and sort of pull them in close with an intimidate. Ooh, okay. And that's cool. Thank, thank you, dice. That's going to be a twenty-six. Oof. Okay, they're gonna roll. Hmm. I think they're gonna try to do a bluff check the way that Duran was trying to ignore. Uh, they rolled a fucking two on the die. So yeah, you. <laughs> she like literally just closes her eyes and goes for a kiss, just like completely misreading the situation and completely enamored with your athleticism she thinks that this is like an actual bonding moment and when you sort of like finish your move she's standing there left like with lips puckered eyes closed and then she slowly opens them as the the laughter just becomes like uproarious and also we all know that merrick's mouth coverings just is a flashing of fu fu over and over again that's so. true and she she's gonna fall to the ground as well like she loses her handstand as she's like on her butt just kind of like Again, nervously looking around. This is going to be the black one. And she's uh, seeing how you embarrassed her friend, Duran. She's going to come to you and she's going to use. I think she's going to try to do diplomacy as well. I think she realized I think she thinks she's like the hottest one and she needs to sort of make some ground up from being scared. So I think if she can get you to turn where white didn't, she can get some ground back. Um, So she's going to do a diplomacy check. Uh, What kind of check do do you want me to make? You tell me what you want to do. If you want to keep ignoring them, you can do another bluff. All right. I want to keep ignoring them, but I want to amp it up a little bit. I want to go and wait for public transportation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a nearby bus stop that you could go. <laughs> you could go and wait for. Oh my God. Natural 20. What the fuck? T- Terry, you're so good at this. I hate it. Dirt and hate. Terry loves it. Dirt hates it. She walks by and you're like at perfect butt level and she takes like a strut with her hips swaying and you literally just go walk over, lean against the bus stop and check your watch. (laughs) (laughs) And she's fucking devastated. Um, And that's actually going to win you the match because it's you just won two of the checks. Um, But Cody, I'm going to let you finish it off here. Let's see how it plays. The the white cat is left. And she sees you flexing. She sees Black desperately trying to get Durin, who's waiting for the bus. Um, and uh, Merrick is just sort of still uh, maintaining his one-handed handstand with fuck you flashing in the, the other one's <laughs> face. Uh, how do you finish this? We've already won, right? Yes. Uh, Cody's going to try to literally just stealth away so that like when they turn their eyes on like their last chance, they know they've been spurned that like, I'm not even giving them the time of day. I'm already gone. Okay. Uh, so then I guess she'll do a perception <laughs> check. <It's> Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for so a total of 22. <laughs> the three of them see what happens with Durin and they know that they have one last chance with their last friend and they snap their heads over and you and Merrick have disappeared and then they look back over and the three of you are getting on a bus (laughs) and leaving going towards Mission to Malibu 
as the crowd are losing their minds, they're banging the sides of the bus, half of them are laughing at the crude kitties, as the three of you have won your first pose off. Yeah. And with that crushing victory, you've reached level five. 